Hello everyone and welcome to the Bootstrap Founder. My name is Avid Kahl and I talk about bootstrapping, entrepreneurship and building in public. You might find that my voice is a little bit off today because I'm coming down from a pretty intense cold, but hey, the show must go on, right? In an almost ironic way, disregarding your health is a topic that I want to discuss today. So I guess it's a perfect fit. But first, a word from our sponsor. There are two very awesome built-in public founders and makers called Ollie and Wilson who are working on a tool called Senja, and that's what I want to share with you today. If you haven't heard of it, you can add testimonials to your card or Webflow or Wix or Shopify website with that tool. You can even get a free form to collect text and video testimonials as well. And as a maker, creator, or founder, you should know the value of a good recommendation. I mean, that's what drives most of our initial growth and our business, right? And with Senja, you can easily collect and showcase text and video testimonials from your satisfied customers. You then turn them into website widgets, social images, or a stunning wall of loves. <laughs> and that's something that I have on all three of the landing pages for my info products, my books and my course, and it's incredibly powerful and drives a lot of conversion. Senja makes that simple to just share your testimonials with the world, and that's where they should be, out there making you money and getting eyes on your project. So sign up for free at Senja, S-E-N-J-A dot I-O. Use the code Arvid for 50% off for three months if you decide to upgrade to Pro. And now let's get started. This week, I chatted with Patrick Campbell about his exit of ProfitWell to paddle for $200 million. One of the most mind-blowing things that I experienced during that conversation was hearing Patrick tell me that he feels he needs to build something else to prove that his exit, $200 million, was not just a fluke. I did not expect that, but I should have, because I feel the same way all the time. And the more founders I talk to, whatever stage of their journey they might be on, I hear them tell me the same story too. Whether they just started out or sold their business for millions a few years ago, they still struggle with who they are, what they should be doing, and proving themselves and their worth to others. And this might not be the best advertisement for becoming an entrepreneur, and I know that, but it's worth exploring anyway, just to be prepared. Better to know what challenges you'll be facing before you run into them at full speed. Today, let's talk about the many kinds of mental health pitfalls that you might encounter throughout your entrepreneurial journey. Being a self-reliant entrepreneur often requires a significant amount of time and energy which can be challenging when you also have other responsibilities in your life. And you usually do. Things like being a parent or a partner. It's already difficult to find a balance between your personal and professional lives when you have a 9-to-5 job. But it gets much worse for founders. You feel like you're constantly juggling different priorities. And this leads to feelings of stress and guilt and being overwhelmed. And one of the main reasons this can be particularly problematic for entrepreneurs is that the success of your business often depends on your personal commitment and dedication, how long you'll stick with a struggling project, because nobody else is going to do it. You stretch yourself thin when you're giving your all to both your family, as you should be, and your business as you want to. And you may worry about letting one or the other down, even when you're not overwhelmed as well, because it's always a balancing act. It is crucial here to set boundaries and prioritize your time for both roles. 
This might involve setting aside specific times for work and for family, delegating tasks, and then seeking support from your partner, other family members, and the founder community at large. It can also be helpful to find ways to incorporate your family into your work, such as involving them in your business or setting up a home office that allows you to work while still being present for your family. I co-founded Feedback Panda with my partner, Danielle. And while it wasn't always stress-free to work together and live together, her support and immense knowledge of our audience were invaluable. We developed something we called wearing our founder hat when we had conversations. So whenever we were talking about business stuff during non-business times, we'd explicitly mention to each other that we were talking as our founder persona, not the partner, wearing the founder hat. Drawing that line truly helped. And it's likely that something like this can be implemented by you, even if you're not co-founding with family members. And no matter if you go at it alone or with a small team or with a family, you're constantly faced with decision-making, whether it's deciding on a new product or service or choosing a marketing strategy or making a hiring decision, there's lots of stuff to be decided. It can be easy to get bogged down in the details and then overthink every decision, which often leads to analysis paralysis. And this is particularly frustrating and stressful because it prevents you from making progress in your business. Time is such a scarce resource, and the longer you spend stuck in this analysis paralysis mode, the less time you actually have to take action and move forward, even if it's a, just a tiny increment. And it can also be hard to know when you've gathered enough information and it's time to decide because you never have the full amount, right? So set limits on the amount of time that you spend analyzing each decision, half an hour a day. I've heard founders literally using kitchen timers for this. And this might involve placing a specific deadline for making a decision or enlisting the help of a mentor or trusted advisor to help you weigh the pros and cons. What matters is that there is a deadline and a close one. You don't have the time to form a committee. You're a solo founder. It can also be helpful to break down larger decisions into smaller, more manageable steps and then remind yourself that it's okay to make mistakes and then course correct along the way. So that's just what it is. That's what entrepreneurship really is about. And those little mistakes, they can be stressful, particularly in aggregate when there's a lot of them. And it's common for entrepreneurs to cope with stress in particularly unhelpful ways, such as drinking too much alcohol or using drugs, recreational or otherwise. While these behaviors may provide temporary relief, they ultimately do more harm than good. And they can lead to much more serious problems, such as debilitating addiction. And you don't want that in your life. The success of your business depends on your ability to think clearly and make sound, future-proof decisions. Substance abuse, that will impair your judgment and lead to really poor decision-making, which then negatively affects your business. Additionally, substance abuse can also damage your personal relationships and overall well-being. And those are the two resources that are particularly good and needed to keep you grounded. It's not something to willingly neglect. So finding healthy ways to cope with stress is essential to alleviate this particular threat. And this might involve seeking support from a therapist or a counselor, or finding ways to relax and unwind, like doing sports or doing stuff with friends or exercise, meditation, talking to friends and family members about your feelings. All of this is better than substance abuse. So you'll find that many founders who went through this themselves are in the indie hacker community and they're willing to talk to you about it. So set limits on your use of alcohol and other substances and seek help if you feel like you're struggling with addiction. People are out there and they're willing to help you. Building a business, 
is a way to create enduring wealth for generations to come. Don't gamble that away with vodka. And throughout your journey, you will likely face a lot of challenges, various challenges, and a lot of setbacks too. And while dealing with these challenges can be frustrating and difficult, it is so important to remember that not every problem out there has a clear solution. At times, you just have to accept that you, at this point, cannot overcome particular challenges. And it's vital to learn how to cope with this kind of failure and then move forward. Because many of us have a strong desire to succeed and solve problems. That's why we become founders. We want to make a difference. When faced with a challenge that we cannot overcome, it often is so hard to accept that we have failed. And it can lead to frustration and disappointment and even despair, giving up. And the way out of that pit of hopelessness is to really work on a mindset, on a healthy mindset towards failure and do that work as early as possible. This might involve reframing your thinking and starting to view failures as learning opportunities rather than personal shortcomings. It's not your failure, it's a failure, you experience, you deal with it. So practice self-compassion and remind yourself that it's okay to make mistakes, that everyone experiences setbacks. Every founder who made it leaves this trail of mistakes behind them along the way. Just seek support from others, therapists, mentors, that just help you navigate through these difficult times. And the community, again, particularly those who build in public, can and will help you on this path. We all have been there and know how important it is to get used to making mistakes. It's part of the deal. The only mistake you should never make is ignoring your founder peers because they're there to help you. And here's an open secret about me. One mistake that I make all the time. I struggle with hiring. I think I can do and should do everything myself. And there's a pretty solid chance that you feel the same way here too. You may feel like you have to do everything yourself to ensure that your business is successful. And while it's essential to be involved in the day-to-day -day operations of your business, it's not healthy or sustainable to try to do everything on your own. And this can lead to increased anxiety levels and burnout eventually as you struggle to keep up with the demands of your growing, hopefully, growing business. It can be hard to let go of this control and trust others to handle important tasks. That's what keeps me from seeking help most of the time. I worry that the people that I pay will not do things correctly or that I won't get the same level of quality if I delegate tasks. But failing to delegate, I know that, can lead to being overwhelmed and prevents me from actually focusing on the most critical tasks in the business. So we all need to learn to delegate tasks at some point and trust others to handle them. And that's just a part of growing into the founder role. So identify tasks that can be delegated, find the right people to delegate to, and then set clear expectations for their work, for yourself and for them. And having your processes well-documented really helps here. It can also be helpful to set limits on your own workload and ensure that you're taking breaks and taking care of yourself and involve other people when you're over that limit. Because if you don't take care of yourself and your mental health, your mental health will take care of you. It's so easy to get caught up in the hustle and grind and to push yourself way too hard. Overworking will eventually lead to burnout, which can have extremely serious negative consequences for your physical and mental health and consequentially for your business as well. You may feel exhausted and overwhelmed and demotivated when you're burnt out, and it can be hard to find the energy and motivation to keep going. You can't maintain or grow a business if you're unable to stay focused or motivated. These things are very much connected. Burnout will undermine your productivity 
and lead to poor decision making, which then has extremely negative drawbacks and consequences for the business. And also generates dread and anxiety about losing everything you already have and have already worked for, which makes things so much worse. We have to practice self-care and set limits as founders. It's just so important. We need to take regular breaks, set these boundaries that keep us from overworking ourselves and find ways to relax and recharge. It can also be helpful to seek support, again, from our community, mentors, health professionals, and entrepreneurial peers, really, to help navigate these difficult times. I've been through business-related burnout twice in my life already, and it has always been the community that helped me recuperate reset and reframe the things that I needed to reframe to get back into the world of entrepreneurship or just doing anything at all, really. Where burnout is the nuclear explosion, the giant dome explosion in the sky, imposter syndrome is this little nagging electrostatic shock that you get every time you sit down on your couch. Imposter syndrome that's the tendency to think you're unqualified for your work, is an extremely common experience among entrepreneurs too. Way more common than burnout. They both are common, but you know, that most people experience imposter syndrome. And it can be particularly challenging when you feel like everyone around you seems to have things figured out perfectly. Imposter syndrome is, let me define it, characterized by feelings of self-doubt, insecurity, and fear that you are not as competent as others perceive you to be. It can lead to feelings of inadequacy and, when acted upon, will prevent you from taking risks and pursuing your goals because you think you shouldn't. Self-doubt undermines your confidence and leads to poor decision-making or no decision-making at all. It can also make it hard to build a successful business because it prevents you from taking rigorous actions and taking risks, and those are needed to have any success. And imposter syndrome can make you feel isolated because you think you're the only one struggling with these feelings. But what you need to know is that everybody has these things. I do right now telling you this, and you need a healthy mindset just to challenge these negative thoughts. To build your confidence and self-esteem, you have to remind yourself that everyone makes mistakes and it's okay to ask for help. So follow those who already share this information, people who build in public, and you see them struggle with the same problems. Most founders feel imposter syndromes. I think all of them do on some level. So feel it, observe it, and ignore it. When you're breaking new ground, some part of your brain will always be afraid. But you don't need to listen to it. And founders are constantly faced with these groundbreaking decisions that they need to make. And it can be easy to second-guess yourself and doubt your decisions. Again, imposter syndrome plays into this, right? Who am I to make a good choice here? Is it going to be good? And this can be particularly challenging when you're working with incomplete data or dealing with nebulous perspectives because that's what every entrepreneur does all day. Nothing is written in stone and there are often no previous examples or guidelines to follow. It can be hard to know if you're making the right decision. It's actually impossible to know until you make it. And you might worry that you're missing something important. Again, it's all about time management here because the longer you second guess yourself, the less time you have to actually do something about it and move forward. Additionally, second guessing yourself, again, undermines your confidence and leads to poor decision making. It's applied imposter syndrome, really. One of the most profound skills that you as a founder have to learn, and you have to work at this quite a lot, is the ability to make decisions with incomplete data. And this skill is challenging to master 
especially in the early stages of starting a business where everything is new to you. It requires you to weigh the facts and make an informed decision despite not having all of the information that you actually need for that. And it's a skill that will eventually turn up serving you super well throughout your career, helps you making some decisions despite uncertainty. It starts with understanding that it's okay to make mistakes and everyone makes decisions with incomplete data when they're building a business that has never existed before and they make mistakes as well. Accepting making mistakes, I think, is a big deal of having like a more reliable mental image of what you're doing. And running a business like this can be a lot of work too. It's easy to underestimate the time and energy that it will take to build something that works well enough, particularly if you're having all these decisions that you're unsure about. This can be particularly challenging when you're starting, just getting started, and you're not sure what to expect, both from the business and the industry and how to build your product, all of that. It can be hard to know when you have reached this point where your product or service is good enough to launch or when it's time to pivot. And if you're a perfectionist, this is particularly hard as well. If you continue to pour time and energy into a product or service that is not working, you'll waste valuable resources and miss out on other opportunities. Underestimating the amount of work required can also lead to feelings of frustration and overwhelm and you struggle with keeping up with the demands of your business at that point. Burnout is just lurking around the corner. What helps me in those situations is just to assess my progress regularly. When I see how far I've come already, I have an easier time cutting my losses on things that don't work. After all, there are so many things that did work. And it's hard to recognize when it's time to pivot or move on, but it gets easier over time if you do a lot of reflection. Like every couple of weeks, look at what you've done. Not just in those couple of weeks, but all the time before as well. It gets It's cumulative, right? It just adds to something bigger than you want than what you might feel in that moment. And that really makes a difference in your perception of yourself and how open you are to new opportunities. Instead of just like tunnel visioning on the choices that are happening right now. So reflection helps a lot with that. But you can also take this approach too far because as an entrepreneur surrounded by other founders, it can be easy to get caught up in the latest technologies that everybody's using or frameworks that people are applying and just to chase, constantly chase after the newest and most innovative ideas because that's what the community brings to us. And while it's important to stay up to date and being open to these opportunities, finding a balance and committing to a course of action are equally essential. Shiny object syndrome can lead to wasted time and resources because you constantly switch from one idea to the next. That prevents you from making real progress in your business. Learning to filter out the noise and focusing on what's most important is critical here. It can be tempting to chase after every new idea or technology, but this will lead to confusion and indecision. Constantly switching focus back and forth can make it hard to build any kind of momentum and make real progress. Switching cost isn't just money. It's your attention and valuable time that you actually pay here. And that's why you have to start with and constantly express a clear vision and a mission for your business. What do you want it to accomplish? And from that, set clear goals and priorities. And surround yourself with supportive people, community, who can help you stay focused and remind you of those long-term goals that you actually set so you don't get distracted by the shiny. 
evaluate these new opportunities, sure, but don't follow the urge to completely rebuild everything just because some new framework somewhere promises a 2% improvement over another one that you may be using. The best tech stack is the one you already know. And if you ever feel guilty for stepping away from stuff, for taking a break, or you're feeling you're not doing enough to grow your business, you're also not alone. Everyone wants to be dedicated and work hard. And that often translates into long hours and grinding away into the night. But you have to take care of yourself and make time for rest. Ignoring your own needs will lead to burnout and destroy your life and your business. It's so hard to let go of that mindset that you must constantly work to be successful. The grind set is so pervasive in the entrepreneurial community. Hustle porn is what they call it. And it's so dangerous. You may feel like you're letting your business down if you take a break, or you may worry that you will fall behind if you step away from your work. That's not going to happen. Taking breaks is essential to maintaining your energy and focus, and it will actually help you be more productive in the long run because you can recuperate, you can reset. And there's only one way out. Prioritize your well-being here. Set aside specific times for relaxation where you don't work, you don't check your phone, and then find ways to recharge. Taking care of yourself is essential for the long-term success of your business and your life. So take the break or the break takes you. Finally, let's talk about inflated expectations. It can be difficult to deal with underwhelming sales, particularly in the beginning when you start. It's frustrating and disheartening when you're putting in all this effort and you're not seeing the results that you were hoping for. And sure, we all need to be persistent and keep working towards our goals, but we have to be realistic here and adjust the approach that we're having, that we're using, if we need to. Low sales, yeah, that can lead to financial stress and make it difficult to sustain your business. And knowing how to improve sales and to identify the root causes of low conversion rates, that's important, but it can also be super tricky. You might have self-doubt and insecurity because you're worried that you're not cut out for entrepreneurship if you don't immediately find ways to increase your sales. But hey, we've all been there. In fact, most of us never left. Most founders feel that sales aren't good enough. What helps me is the shared commiseration of the founder community, particularly by building in public and following those who do the same. I find solace that just because I had high hopes doesn't mean that the numbers are any wrong. It's all in my mind most of the time. And of course, there are issues where I might need to actually change my pricing or my sales approach. But more often than not, it's really just about the collision of my expectations, my hopes with reality. All I can do to stay positive is just to remind myself that it's normal to experience setbacks and that every business has ups and downs. Starting and running a business, that's challenging. But it's also a rewarding experience and it's not without struggles. It will be hard, let's be honest. And it's easy to get stuck in analysis paralysis or to deal with stress in unhealthy ways. It's difficult to accept that you cannot solve some challenges and have to learn how to cope with failure and it's super hard, at least for me, to know when to delegate tasks or when to take a break. These mental health challenges, they're common among entrepreneurs. And it's important to remember that you're not alone in facing them. It is vital to understand that every entrepreneur faces challenges all the time, every day, and it's normal to feel overwhelmed or uncertain sometimes. The most successful entrepreneurs are those who can navigate these challenges and find ways to cope with the mental health problems that just come with being self-reliant. Remember that it's okay to ask for help and take a break when needed. 
surround yourself with supportive people who can help you through these difficult times. And remember that every challenge is an opportunity to learn and grow and teach if you build in public. With the right mindset and support, you can overcome any obstacle at some point, or some you might not, so you have to walk around them and build a successful business that brings happiness and fulfillment. And that's it for today. Thank you for listening to the Bootstrap Founder Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Avid Ka, A-R-V-I-D-K-A-H-L. You'll find my books, Zero to Sold, and The Embedded Entrepreneur. And my Twitter course, find your following there as well. If you want to support me and the Bootstrap Founder Podcast, please follow my YouTube channel, like and subscribe, and subscribe to the podcast in your podcast player of choice and leave a rating and a review by going to ratethispodcast.com slash founder. Any of this will help the show. So thank you very much for listening and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.